Welcome to Just Curious Media. This is Let's Talk Cobra Kai. I'm Jason Connell, documentary filmmaker, churn podcaster. I'm Sal Rodriguez, toy collector and comedian. Well, here we are, Sal. Episode 10, the end of season one of Cobra Kai. I gotta tell you, I don't think I've been on such an emotional ride from a show since Six Feet Under. I loved Breaking Bad. I was not taken on an emotional ride. I loved The Sopranos. I was not taken on an emotional ride. This show has taken me on an emotional ride, man. I was on an emotional ride with Breaking Bad, but I hear you on Six Feet Under. By the way, fun fact, my one and only acting credit, I was in an episode of Six Feet Under. Wow. Season finale four. I was an art show hipster at Claire's Art Show. FYI. So I actually saw it later on on DVD after I had met you, and I don't remember seeing you. No, I'm in there. I you, can a, you see yourself? I put the clip on YouTube, yes. It's on YouTube? My little clip is. Okay, I got to see it. That experience and a few others led to me making my first documentary, which was called Strictly Background, and I followed 10 movie extras for a year trying to make it in Hollywood. But having been an extra on that show, although I got a name, Art Show Hipster, I didn't get a line. But that experience just really was moving because it was my favorite show at the time. And then here I just moved to L.A. a couple months prior. And I got a call from a casting agent that asked me if I wanted to be an extra in a scene. I said, are you serious? I'll pay you to allow me to be on my favorite show. I think that's so cool, though, because I've done a lot of extra work in the past years back. I was never on my favorite show. And yet you were able to be an extra on your favorite show, which is totally cool. Nailed it. I know what you mean, and I agree with you that Cobra Kai packs that type of punch, if you will. Yeah, it does. And so here we are, episode 10, Mercy is the title, good title, and it's a 9.1 rating on IMDb. So we open up at the All Valley Sports Arena. I couldn't believe that I was watching this. Unreal. It's so surreal. I, I know I probably used that word before in reference to the show, but just seeing what's happening, seeing the Karate Kid... You're seeing the Karate Kid in 2019. It's amazing. Actually, see. 2018. This season came out last year. But Okay, well, I'm seeing it in 2019, even though the episode started in 2018. Says the guy that watched Six Feet Under last year. Okay, I got to admit, I'm guilty about seeing shows later. I don't think I've seen hardly any show since the 90s that premiered and you watch it in its first run. So... Sal, I didn't know they were going to do this, but this is the 50th anniversary yeah. of the All-Valley Karate Championship. Yeah. 1968 to 2018, 50 years. So what I want to know is who were the original champions? We know that Johnny Lawrence was two years champ. Yes. Right? So before him... So we have 47 other champions out there. Well, potentially. Some people may have won multiple years. True. True. I wonder if Kreese ever won it. Wow. Whoa, my mind is being blown right now. <laughs> yeah, right? Imagine Kreese winning like the 1972. No, 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 because he was in Vietnam, right? Yeah, so it caught 77. No, he would have been too old. Yeah, so he would have been like 68 or 69, some of the first ones maybe. What if other Cobra Kais won it? Wow. It wasn't just Johnny Lawrence. What if Cobra Kai had won all kinds of tournaments before? Oh my gosh. There's wow. so much to explore. <sighs> so now we're doing a montage. We're sweeping, we see cotton candy, there's trophies, there's black belts, etc. And there's also what type of mats? Blue and gold, to be exact. They did look pretty nice, I must admit. In fact, uh, I kind of liked them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to validate the committee member who was really... Daryl. Yeah, Daryl was all about the blue and gold. He was on to something. I got to admit, they do look good. Although I like the old ones too, but you got to shake it up every now and again. Hey, it's been 50 years. Well, really though, if you think about the color red for a mat, uh, blood would kind of be camouflaged. Cobra Kai didn't mind that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Sal, any guesses on ticket prices? <laughs> you know what? I've been to enough events, how I've emceed and hosted plenty of events to know that this was a good event they had great lighting the stage looked great i don't think that they would have had done an event as well if they had actually done this event in real life because it looks so great on the screen now i agree but what do you think it cost the public to enter i'm gonna guess a general admission seat to the all valley karate tournament 65 dollars wow yeah really well, okay, I've been to some local MMA events. 
Uh-huh. And good seats are around $75 to $85. So I'm knocking off $10, $20 because it's under 18 I did see there was a Ticketmaster ticket in the shop, but they didn't have the amount. Yes. So, I mean, they're going through Ticketmaster. So you might be onto something. I would assume general admission... Maybe standing room only, you can get in for 10 to 25 bucks. This is a question when we have on the <laughs> creators. Okay, so outside of the arena, Miguel still upset, and Bert shares a story. Yeah, he tells the rest of the Cobra Kai's who are standing outside of the event center about how he saw Johnny the night before. What's so funny is that Bert is buying, what, like a bootylicious or something? Bert says he's buying a carton of milk. Is that slang for big and bootylicious? Is that what it was called? Yes. Bert is a character after Porno my... magazine, in case you didn't pick up on that. A character after my own heart. So he's buying this bootylicious magazine, goes outside of the Reseda Flats, right? Yes. Okay. And he sees drunken sensei urinating on his new Dodge Challenger. Well, well new on, to him. On the LaRusso Auto plate okay so he is drunkenly urinating on the larusso emblem <laughs> and bert sees it and he says are you okay sensei and then what is johnny lawrence says, we're all gonna die kid <laughs> very crease moment <laughs> he had just come from the larusso house he just experienced the whole thing with daniel training robbie yeah and this is johnny's go-to kind of self-destructive very self-destructive yeah but you know what though you know what they say that if you're a bad person, you take your pain out on other people. If you're a good person, you take your pain out on yourself. And that's what he was doing. He's a good person. Yeah, he is. That's his car. Yet he's urinating on it. You know, he that's some need, self-destructive stuff. He just needs an Amanda in his life. Or an Allie. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he could have used a good woman to set him straight. Yeah, because, you know, what are we seeing? We're seeing Amanda has these moments where she has to set Daniel straight. Oh, yeah. She reels him back in all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, Johnny could have used his own Amanda. Hmm. Interesting. So now Bert, Aisha, and Hawk are worried that since he's not going to show up, they assume Johnny's drunk and he won't show. But then, true to his word, here he is. This is when you know you're an alcoholic because he's not hungover. He looks perfectly fine. He had eight hours of sleep. He's (laughs) He's fully hydrated. He looks great. Yeah. He doesn't look like he was pissing drunkenly in a parking lot the evening prior. He's not only there, Sal. He gives an inspiring Cobra Kai speech. I believe a no mercy speech. Yeah. And I think it's piggybacking off of his incident the night before. Yes. It's not just a metaphor for the fight itself, but just a metaphor for life. About, you know, life's going to hand you lemons. You got to kick ass. You got to keep moving forward. After Johnny gives the motivational no mercy speech, Miguel reaches in his bag to pull out a gi. And Johnny says, no, you're not wearing those. And that's when you think, oh, it's going to happen. They're going to wear the Cobra Kai outfit. Sets it up perfectly. I knew that was going to happen. Yes. And I couldn't wait to see it. So the Cobra Kais are all inspired. I'm seeing Cobra Kais I've never seen before. There was a lot of Cobra Kais in this (laughs) particular speech. Cobra Kai extras. Yes. I would love to be a Cobra Kai extra. I'm probably too old now although I look young. You and I couldn't be 40 to look younger. <laughs> and we couldn't be extras in Cobra Kai. I believe I could play late 30s. I'll take late 30s. That's like 37, 38, yeah. 39. Yeah. I'm nailing You're that. You're still in the young dad category. Oh, man. Forget about it. All right. We're at the LaRusso's residence. And Daniel and Sam, they're kind of bummed out. They're yeah. sitting on the sofa. They're not talking. Mm. And Amanda has to come in and stir the troops. She tells Daniel that... They're a sponsor for this tournament. Yeah. And one of them has to be there. Yeah, because Daniel was going to sit out this event. It's not only the annual tournament, of which he's on the committee. It's the 50th anniversary. And he's a two-time champion. Yeah, and he's sitting there on his couch depressed. His daughter Sam is sitting there on the couch depressed. Her secret ex-boyfriend is competing. Yes. So they both look at each other, and they decide to go. Thanks to Amanda. Amanda is really the voice of reason through so much, like all the emotions that goes on with Daniel and Johnny and Miguel and Sam. And Amanda is this beacon of light who helps you see things clearly. So true. Johnny needs one. So now the All Valley Karate Championship Committee is overseeing the crowd. There's mention of the blue mats by Daryl. And Daniel gets a hero's welcome when he walks They in. call him champ. Yeah. They applaud him, shake his hand. He's the hometown hero. So, Sal, when Daniel enters the arena, what does he see? Oh, my gosh. 
it was so surreal. Daniel LaRusso looking at the black and white poster image of himself. Like a banner. Yeah. It's like this vertical banner hanging up there of himself doing the crane. Did they have Sports Illustrated type photographers that day back in 84? It was a good shot. Yeah, and no, he, nobody I, had their cell phones. And I guess Daniel did hold it for a long time. So there is a chance that that really was documented in some amazing photos because proof is right here. It's in a billboard. It's a very impressive sight. And Daniel's taken back by it. He's taken it himself in. He's taken it all in at that moment. A very powerful moment. I mean, just seeing him stare at himself and you're watching it as a viewer like, am I really seeing this? Am I seeing Daniel LaRusso, the karate kid? now older, looking back at himself, it was an amazing moment. You want one of those banners, don't you? I do. So now Miguel's mother and grandmother arrive, and his grandmother's stoned? She... <laughs> the grandmother's totally cool. The grandma smoked weed before the event. The grandma was supportive of Miguel taking karate in the first place before Miguel's mother was even supportive of yeah, it. That's right. And she's there at the tournament rooting on her grandson along with her daughter. And those $65 seats. <laughs> so now we hear the chant. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Because Daryl, the advocate of the Blue Mats and Gold Fist, is the announcer this year. Yeah. And he's introducing all these dojos who are already on the mats. Yes. But Cobra Kai is not up front and center. No. And we hear this chant and they come from behind the bowels of the stadium. And what are they wearing? This is where we see present-day Cobra Kai wearing the classic Cobra Kai black geese with the cut-off sleeves outfit. Except for Aisha. You know, maybe it's a female version. But yeah, the guys wear cut-off sleeves. But Johnny's been wearing one the whole season. Wait, Aisha wasn't wearing? She had long sleeves. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. So they come entering, and they just look, for lack of a better word, they look badass. Yeah. It was a fantastic moment. Future episodes, we're going to have to don... Cobra Kai geese and do this podcast. Do they sell Cobra Kai geese? We'll have to make one. I'm going to totally wear one. So the next person introduced is an unaffiliated fighter from North Hills, Robbie. Sal, are we led to believe Robbie is ready to compete in a tournament? I got to admit, I was surprised to see Robbie. I was just surprised that he was there. Because yeah, Daniel didn't put him in. And Miguel and them have at least been sparring and fighting and challenging other people. Robbie had... Well, very similar to Daniel and Karate Kid. He just kind of learned some stuff from Mr. Miyagi, and next thing we know, Daniel's a black belt. And listen, I'm not poking holes at the Bible, the Karate Kid, but this was very reminiscent of that. You can argue, should any of them be there? Should any of them be black belts already? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the protocol is. I don't know how long it takes. I know that I have referenced some mixed martial arts fighters I know, like one guy named BJ Penn, who they call the prodigy, picked up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu very quickly. You have some people who can move along on the belts maybe quicker than others. But, yeah, but um, I was surprised to see Robbie come out. And I thought, okay, this is a little more interesting now. Yes. Because really we have more of a vested interest before when we only had Miguel. Now Robbie's in the tournament. And we're starting to like Robbie now. We're starting to give him a chance. He's taking a turn for the better. He's revealing himself to be a more sensitive person, not just a punk kid. So... Who do I root for now? You're torn. I am torn. So in Miguel's first match, his first move... I was so shocked. ...is the crane. Yeah, I was shocked that they did that right away. Johnny goes over to him, instructs him, gives Daniel a look. Not only does Miguel do the crane, but his execution of it was flawless. Yeah. Like he floored that guy. Well, so this goes back to what we talked about, I believe, in the Karate Kid special Is episode. it legal, not legal? Is that kick legal? I guess it is. In the Karate Kid, Allie was giving Daniel the rules because she had been to enough tournaments, having dated Johnny for a few years, and she said, headshots are legal. So I always thought the crane kick was legal. Johnny argued. Of course, Johnny did some things to Daniel that he didn't get DQ'd for. <laughs> yeah. I figured that they would build up to the crane, if at all. No, I'm glad they just did it right out of the really? gate. Really? I was surprised to see them do it right yeah, out of the gate. Yeah, might as well just do it and get it over with and not think it's going to be a thing. Okay. Well, it got it out of the way. Yeah. It did. So we're kind of going around, seeing different Cobra Kais fighting. Miguel wins his first match, and now we see Aisha fight. And 
Am I mistaken here, or is Aisha fighting guys? No, she's fighting guys. I waited for the second fight just to make sure. I mean, I'm okay with it. I just didn't get why it was happening. It's a great point. I know that, for instance, I play in a lot of soccer leagues. If a woman wanted to join a men's team, she's permitted. So this might be the same instance. Like, Aisha has the right to fight in this tournament, fight against men if she wants to. And she is the only female fighting this tournament. And in the original Karate Kid, there were no females in the tournament whatsoever. Exactly. So I think it's one of those things you can always fight up. For instance, back in high school, I was taking Taekwondo and I was part of a group called the Wild Bunch. We would go to tournaments and you had the option to fight up. Mm -hmm. I may have been a white or a yellow belt then, but you can fight people your own belt class. Yes. But you can also fight up. Yes. And I said, yeah, I want to fight the blues and I'll fight browns because I was bigger than some and stronger. And they let me. Do they go by weight classes? No. They don't. Ages and your belt classification. Now, this is back when I was in high school. Well, no, because when we're watching Cobra Kai and seeing the tournament take place, we saw some little people fight some bigger people. Yeah. If you were to go to a mixed martial arts or boxing or whatever, you're going to see different weight classes. Yeah, this is much like what I saw, age and belt. Wow. And so I think back to this whole thing, I think if they signed her up and Aisha's not afraid to fight men, they're not going to get in her way. Wow. Which makes sense. Yeah. Well, she does kick some ass, that's for sure. So Aisha scores a point against a good challenger, and she's doing well. A quick shot to Hawk, who wins his first match. Yes, and then Moon is in the audience, and she says, he's so hot. Oh, because doesn't Hawk takes off his shirt? He flexes his tattoo? Yeah, Hawk wins his first (laughs) match, and he pulls a Brandy Chastain from the U.S. Women's 1999 soccer team when they won the World Cup, and he pulls off his Cobra Kai top. He's flexing. He's showing his Hawk on his back. And Moon's going crazy. Yeah. And Dimitri's rolling his eyes. <laughs> ah, Dimitri. You got to flip the script, my friend. So next we see Bert fighting. And when Bert gets out there, he's so tiny. He should be fighting other tiny people. Instead, he's fighting some tall dude. It was reminiscent of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fighting Bruce Lee. In the game of death. Remember that? A giant footprint on the chest. That's what this was all over again. I'll never forget it. So now Miguel's moving through the ranks and he is now in the semis and he looks over at Sam and she's just annoyed. Yeah. And surprisingly enough, Robbie has also advanced to the semifinals. Yeah. Robbie's advancing. Hawk is advancing. Miguel is advancing. Aisha's in a very tough match against Xander Stone, last year's champion, Mm. who, Sal, I got to say, this guy's got some moves. Just the fact that Aisha is even there going toe-to-toe with last year's champion. I mean, Aisha's pretty badass. So, I thought you were going to say something about Xander as well, but... Wow, this guy's pretty badass, and he's doing all these moves, right? He was the guy who was flipping around. I have to think that was not maybe necessarily karate. Some of the stuff he was doing looked like capoeira, the Brazilian dance martial art, where you're doing all these flips. I mean, because he looked like he was going above and beyond just karate. Yeah, he looks like a gymnast. Yeah, he was doing some pretty amazing Xander things. Xander reminds me of Jim Cotta, yeah. if you will. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Jim Cotta. I'm still on Team Aisha. She did her best. She loses by one point, yeah. and she leaves mad mm-hmm. because she's, you know, her father's in the Hall of Fame in yep. football, and mm-hmm. she's a gamer. She's an athlete. So she heads back to the locker room, kind of defeated, though. We only see Hawk fight once, but we assume he won again because he's the fourth contestant in the semifinals. Yes. So we have two Cobra Kais in the finals, Miguel and Hawk. We have Robbie, and we have last year's champion. Yeah. It's a pretty good mix. Yeah. Xander Stone. Mm -hmm. And Xander gives a speech. Yes. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Well, you want to get the audience on your side is what he was trying to do. I think he put some of the audience to sleep. (laughs) But his mother... Brought a tear to his mother's eyes. Super fan mother, Mm -hmm. by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You would... Also, another term would be uh, stage mom, is what they call that. Very much. You have these parents that are very involved in their kid's life. Not that I would know anything about that, but... You know, you have these super parents, is what she was. She's all... Has her face painted and everything. Like, she's there to see a football team. So now we see Sam and Aisha. They finally get a chance to talk and make up. Sam goes to the locker room to attempt to console Aisha and apologize to her. And they make some jokes. They joke about the famous wedgie. Yes. And what does Sam say to Aisha? I think it was a vagina wedgie, right? She said, you tore Yasmin a new vagina. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. 
That was, that was, uh, that's what I'm going to call the reverse wedgie. Probably painful too. So next up, Miguel and Xander have an epic battle. Yeah. I mean, this is like Xander to me is a legit fighter in any form. And Miguel looks incredible. And the whole time I'm watching, I'm really trying to find the stunt double. I couldn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see one either. I think that these guys were, I think Miguel was doing his own thing. I don't think there was a martial arts stunt double. Miguel doesn't just win. He wins three to one. Miguel's doing really fantastic, but there is a but. I was concerned that Miguel was going to start letting his emotions overtake him. And if you remember when Johnny Lawrence went toe-to-toe with Daniel LaRusso in the original tournament in 1984, I think that Johnny was too emotional. If you remember, he's kind of shaking a little bit. His fists were kind of shaking. I think he was too emotional. I was worried that's what was happening to Miguel. I thought he was getting too emotionally worked up along the way. Well, I think Daniel and the Karate Kid had to face so many Cobra guys. Unlike Robbie in this situation, where you're not even talking about Robbie, you're talking about Miguel. So I saw it a little bit differently, mm. but uh, it's a fair point. It's the first time Miguel's ever been in such an environment. Yeah. So it's the first tournament for most of these people, mm-hmm. other than Xander and some of the other contestants. Yeah. Yes, it's a little far-fetched to believe that the finals are three of our young people from the show, but hey, that's Hollywood. And so Miguel wins, and... Now Robbie is going to face Hawk. And Daniel still will not join Robbie. So Robbie is not only unaffiliated, he's got no coach, no parents there to see him, but onlookers. Johnny's keeping a curious eye on Robbie, as is Daniel, but he's all alone. And I got to give Robbie a lot of credit. Yeah, I was just going to say that. You got to hand it to Robbie. None of us thought he would even be there. The fact that he's there, signed himself up. And he's in the semifinals. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty badass. He's a tough kid. This is where, yeah, this is where I'm starting to get onto Team Robbie here. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, you know, I'm impressed so far. Very impressed. So now he's facing Hawk. And I got to admit it, Sal, I love how Hawk entered the ring. Yeah, he hops up and then stomps onto the mat. He just looks tough. He looks menacing. He does. Like I said, he reminds me of one of my favorite UFC fighters, Dan Hardy. Dan Hardy used to fight with a mohawk. Bigger than Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell had a mohawk too, but Dan Hardy had a tall mohawk, just like Hawk. Yeah, he looks great. Well, if Hawk doesn't have a career in martial arts, he could have one in the WWE at some point in time. Probably so, yeah. He's a good persona, Mm -hmm. and that goes a long way in that world. Yeah. Speaking of Chuck Liddell, I met him one time. Really? I tweaked my back in soccer and gone to a very legitimate massage therapist. And as I come out, Chuck Liddell is there in the lobby with his wife, and he's really sore. I guess he had just started fighting again. This is last year. Last year? I think that's when he was preparing for his fight against Tito Ortiz. And so we're both in the lobby together, and he just looks so menacing. Really? That he still got the mohawk. Yes. He just looks... He just do not want to grapple with a guy like that. Yeah. Well, he left... Well, I don't know if he left UFC. He retired from UFC. Apparently still was on the payroll of UFC in some sort of administrative fashion, I guess. Then later on leaves UFC entirely, I believe, and goes to fight for Bellator. So he recently fought within the last year against Tito Ortiz and Bellator. And I... Oh, I think he got knocked out by Tito Ortiz. And, you know, both these guys are old UFC champs. Yeah. So this was... It was bittersweet to see. It's a tough game. Yeah, it is. And yeah, these guys are paying the price physically. Yeah, I could imagine the stuff that they have to carry with them for the rest of their lives. The damaged joints and so forth. But yeah, I really enjoyed seeing Hawk's progress, not only as a character, but here he's really kicking ass at this tournament. He takes a 1-0 lead, and Johnny is sensei to Hawk, but is also father to Robbie. Yes, that's right. And he's torn and he's watching this Mm -hmm. fight. And so you don't even hear Johnny yell instructions. Yes. Much like you do Daniel. He chimes in from the sidelines, finally Mm -hmm. telling Robbie to find that balance or teaching him to find that balance. And so what does Robbie do? He flashbacks to being at the lake, hearing the sound of nothing or hearing just the sound of nature. And he takes that mindset Brings it into the tournament immediately. 
and quickly ties things up 1-1. One, one. Yeah, almost getting into yeah. using the force. A little Luke Skywalker going on there. Mm-hmm. And Anthony's excited. That guy likes a good fight. <laughs> that kid. So now Robbie and Hawk have words. Yeah. And Hawk's very emotional. And what's he do? See, this made me upset. Because I really was looking forward to seeing Hawk's advancement. Not knowing where this tournament's going to go. I mean, couldn't you conceivably have Miguel fight Hawk at some point? Yes. Right? You can have Cobra Kai versus Cobra Kai. It's possible. Quick aside, back when I was fighting with the Wild Bunch, there were some finals that we would fight each other. Wow. And you did. You did. One of us is getting first place and one of us is getting second place. So you're absolutely right. That could have happened. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to pan out. So then at one moment, Robbie has his back turned to Hawk. Hawk's all emotional and hot-headed pissed off about something Robbie said, some sort of insult that Robbie says, kicks him in the back, gets disqualified. I was very upset when that happened. DQ'd. He didn't just catch him in the back. It hit his shoulder, and Robbie's genuinely hurt. But no need for it. Is Hawk now banned from future (laughs) All-Valley tournaments? For 35 years, Hawk will be banned from the All-Valley tournament. I agree with you. I was very disappointed. I wanted to see this fight play out. Yeah. And true to the original movie, you're going to get little things like this that happen. And Well, again, if you're creating this parallel to the original motion picture, The Karate Kid, there was a Cobra Kai that got disqualified, right? So this was in the tradition of the original. But that particular student immediately apologized to Daniel for hurting him. Hawk hasn't learned anything. Well, also, Hawk kicked Robbie in the back where there wasn't even the match in session. Right? It was in between the sets. Right. So it's sort of an awkward moment. It's like you can't excuse that whatsoever. So now Daniel goes back to meet Robbie in the locker room. Meanwhile, we see Johnny, who comes across a photo of Crease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Sal, Crease has a lifetime ban. <laughs> Would they not have removed this photo? <laughs> Crease and Cobra Kai were lifetime banned from the tournament, and yet there's a photo of Crease on the wall. I think that would have been removed. Interesting. <sighs> Why was he up there? Maybe maybe this is a, f- a foreshadow of something. Maybe they didn't recognize him. It, <laughs> it didn't say his name. So they didn't anybody know who he knew was. wouldn't have remembered him from the 80s. That's funny. Yeah, you're right. Why was it up there? But it was. And Johnny's looking at it. And I at first thought that he was going to eavesdrop and hear Daniel talking to Robbie. I did too. But that didn't happen. But Daniel's almost in this moment kind of making a peace with johnny and robbie and he's not trying to get in the middle of anything no in fact in this moment right now i was proud of daniel i was too i was i was proud of what he was doing because he was taking his role as a sensei taking his role as a mentor but not trying to detract from robbie's relationship with johnny so we find out that robbie really is in pain it wasn't this his back one of his shoulders was impacted by the kick and he was back there by himself. You know, this is going back to what you mentioned before or the previous episode when there was the moment with Johnny, Daniel, Robbie in the LaRusso dojo at the end of the last episode. Yes, episode nine. And then Robbie's left by both mentors and fathers. Yeah. And again, he's back there alone. I'm kind of actually feeling sorry for, yeah, for Robbie. Yeah, he's all this alone. Moment. He's got no one back there wow. on his side. Where's his mom? Why isn't his well, mom in the stands rooting on him on? She's date or she's probably traveling <laughs> she's somewhere. I'm sorry, honey. I had a second date from Tinder. I couldn't make it to your karate yeah, tournament. come on. She's got an agenda. Okay, so Daniel's there so, consoling. And well, we know that Robbie's in pain. Yeah. And so Daniel, of all things, he starts to do the Miyagi hand trick. Yeah. Were you thinking he's really going to do it? When he first did it, I thought, really? But they played it perfectly because he starts to do it. And then he just says, medic? (laughs) He knows he couldn't do it. I think it would have been hokey if he had executed it. Well, because Daniel is not Miyagi. No. He's not. Mr. Miyagi didn't create a mini Miyagi. That's a good point. Right? So, yeah, Daniel couldn't do that. Even though Daniel has come a long way from his beginnings and so forth, and he's evolved as a person. But, no, he couldn't do what Miyagi did. And I'm glad the show refrained from playing it out that way. That was a really funny moment. It was. It was funny. And I laughed out loud. And the way Daniel played it was perfect. Yeah. So 
Now we see Miguel and Sam, and they're talking briefly, trying to make up, but Miguel continues to get in his own way and getting frustrated, and him and Sam just can't move forward. And Amanda's taking Sam and Anthony home. Yeah, they've had enough. Well, Sam walks back to Amanda and says, I need to go home. Right. Well, Sam says, I'm going to Uber home, and Amanda says, no, no, we'll take you. Yeah. We'll text Daniel from the car. So they're yes. missing the finals. I don't know why Anthony had to leave, though, because Daniel's still there, right? Oh, I guess he's preoccupied. Okay. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that Anthony just could have stayed. I mean, he was enjoying the fights. I know. But Fa- they Father-son moment. Yeah, but they took him, too. So Amanda, Sam, Anthony, out of there. They'll watch her on ESPN later. <laughs> yeah. So we find out that Robbie was in real pain. He had a slight shoulder dislocation and the mm-hmm. medic pops it back in yeah. and says, you're going to have pain for the next few weeks. Yeah, she gives him an ice pack and I don't assume the medic is thinking he's going to go back and fight at that moment. No, but he wants to. Yeah. Very much like Daniel did in the Karate Kid. Yeah. And so Sal, at this point, who are you rooting for? Yeah, see, so this is that moment where I'm thinking, geez, if Robbie and Miguel face off... Because I'm starting to feel for Robbie at this point, right? And Miguel's a great guy. Yeah, I'm on Team Miguel. Now I got to get on Team Robbie. I'm giving him a chance. I'm having a lot of sympathy for Robbie also as character. I don't know who to root for. I guess I don't root. I just watch and see what happens. And hopefully there's no DQing. Oh, that would have made me so angry. So now Daryl's doing a big introduction for the finals. Yeah. And Miguel and the Cobra Kai team are introduced. And Robbie's about to be introduced and is an homage to the Karate Kid. Mm, yes. We hear Daryl say, Daniel LaRusso's going to coach? Yes. <laughs> Which, if you remember from the Karate Kid, it was, Daniel LaRusso's going to fight? Daniel LaRusso's going to fight? And so what a great thing as writers, as creators, that you got to create this moment. I love these parallels. And so now we find out that Robbie is not only going to fight, but he's affiliated. Daniel LaRusso is on the committee and he's going to come out and coach one of the fighters. I'm just wondering, is that not a conflict of interest? Good point. (laughs) But assuming they were cool with it, he is champ in their eyes. He can do no wrong. Although he couldn't get Cobra Kai to stay out of the tournament. So Robbie is affiliated with Miyagi-Do Karate. And he's going to be coached by Daniel LaRusso yeah. in this match. Yeah. Great moment. Who was the woman who ran out and says Daniel LaRusso is going to coach? Because remember, it was a who was it originally? She's one of the committees. She's, okay, she's, she's one of the committee yeah, members. Who yeah. was it in Karate Kid that ran out? It was a woman? It was Allie. It was Allie. Okay, Allie ran out. She told, ran out to tell them. that. Yeah. Okay, got it. Oh, yeah, so it's, it's a wonderful homage. And see, this is why I always say, if you love Cobra Kai, please watch Karate Kid, because you're going to be able to see these little Easter eggs. Yeah. Flashback, okay. homage. Yeah, it's these little moments where you go, aha, So you should definitely go back, if you haven't already, and listen to our special edition podcast on The Karate Kid. Okay, so Sal, at this point, no Cobra Kai knows that Robbie is Johnny's son, correct? I don't think any Cobra Kai know that, no. The only person that knows is Johnny and Daniel. Johnny and Daniel are the only people in the room who know who Robbie is in relation to Johnny, yes. Okay. So right out of the gate, Robbie scores a quick point, 1-0. Miguel rallies, ties it up, 1-1. And this is a pretty good battle. They have very different styles. You can tell that Robbie's been trained more in a Steven Seagal type of manner where it's defensive, let him come to you, and counter. it, it is counter. In mixed martial arts, one of my favorite fighters is Anderson Silva. And if you watch Anderson Silva fight, defensive fighter, counter puncher, you let the fighter come to you, which is kind of how I am. I'm kind of more by instinct a counterpuncher defensive fighter. And that's what Daniel was in the Karate Kid. Yeah. I think. I mean, was... the crane, he could stand and hold the crane, and then Johnny approaches him, right? Yeah. So that is a defensive maneuver. I always wondered if you just didn't approach the crane. <laughs> They'd be standing there Eventually, for like an hour. Eventually, calf would just give in, <laughs> and then you go in. If you wait out the crane. I like to go behind the crane. <laughs> so I also think it's a product of the environment, and they're not in a classroom like I talked about earlier. They're not sparring. So I think it was just the way he was trained. And that might have been Miyagi's way anyway. 
But Daniel had the same situation with Robbie. When they trained, it was just one-on-one, not too much sparring. Or the Cobra Kai way is attack, attack, attack. And I'm not saying one way or the other is better. It's good to be well-versed in both. Sure. But Robbie is doing a very good job of this. And Miguel is a really good attacker. Yeah. I think it's another great fight. Well choreographed, if you will. Again, I'm looking to spot the stunt doubles. I couldn't. I mean, maybe if I would have paused it, but I didn't pause it. But I watched it just trying to see the stunt double. Didn't see it. I'm thinking maybe they did their own fighting sequence. I like it. Yeah, it was a really great job. But again, right here is where I started to worry about Miguel. Yes. Because I started to see the emotions. The Cobra Kai. You know what it is? It's the dark side. That's what it is. And if you start to embrace it, it will just somehow seep out. And he hits the sore shoulder. Oh, yeah. He goes in for the kill. Then he sweeps the leg. Another homage. And he scores a great point. All legal. Yeah. 2-1 lead. Well, you know, again, as a fight fan all my life, but especially since the UFC in 93, watching fights for decades now, when your opponent has a weakness, you exploit it. Of course. If I know your shoulder's bad, I'm going for it. If I know your knee's bad, I'm going for it. That's what you do. I agree. And I think Miguel's fighting a good, fair fight. Sure, he knows the shoulder's bad, but... He's in a fight for a championship. It's not about fighting dirty. It's about just exploiting the weakness that is present. And so Miguel's also not taking cheap shots, meaning DQing, kicking someone in the back when they're not looking. In a real boxing match, once you cut a boxer, you want to open up that wound. That's what you're doing. It's technical. It's strategy. Sure. So I think the second point was fine. All legal moves. Yeah. And so now Robbie is in pain. And Johnny's concerned. He almost kind of yells out to Robbie. He doesn't know what to do. Again, that's his son out there. And his own students are looking at him. Yeah. And so that's a yeah. tough spot. That is a very tough spot. Your son is out there against your protege. <laughs> that's a tough position to be in. And when Robbie gets back up, he's only got one hand now, one usable hand yeah. for this next sequence. Sure. He has his left arm in the, almost like it's in a sling, but it's not. Exactly. It's against his body. At a 90-degree bend. So Miguel forces Robbie to the ground in an exchange. While on the ground, Robbie digs in deep. And what does he do? This was foreshadowed in the beginning of the last episode, episode 9, season 1. The single arm handstand. But unlike at the skate park, leading into a kick. It's Miyagi's secret kick. Only Mr. Miyagi has done this as far as we know. Well, we never even saw it in the Karate Kid. Never. And Daniel has never executed it. Yeah. Obviously, Robbie has some special characteristics that he's able to do this almost magical move that even Daniel LaRusso wasn't ever able to do. This is the sequence I actually do always believe is that when you mentor somebody, they become better than you. And then they mentor somebody, they become better than them. Robbie has Johnny Lawrence's blood in him. Yeah. Maybe the only other person that can do this move is Samantha LaRusso. Okay, that I'll go for Yeah, that would be interesting. We may see that at some point. So this is a really amazing scene. He does the one-armed handstand, and he does a double leg kick, scores a point. Yeah. It is now 2-2. As a matter of fact, I have to say, as far as moves in the whole Karate Kid Cobra Kai folklore, I would almost say that surpasses the crane kick. Yeah. I mean, not only with impressiveness, but difficulty... I mean, yeah, I think that blows away the crane kick officially. So Miguel is down. Robbie walks over with the one hand. It's now 2-2. And he extends his right hand, his healthy hand, his non-injured hand, to help Miguel up so they can continue the battle. And what does Miguel do? Miguel yanks on his arm. The injured arm, the other arm. He did that intentionally. Now, is that fighting dirty? Yes. That is. Because they're not officially engaged in the fight at that moment. But he does yank the arm, yeah. immediately hurting, stressing that, you know, that shoulder dislocation more. Yeah. And so now he falls and he's in much more agony and pain. Very reminiscent of Karate Kid. Sure. And yes, because Johnny did a move that could have got him DQ'd and didn't. This very well could have been, had everyone seen it. Yeah. And we're not sure what's gonna happen. Can Robbie even continue? So there's a break, and Johnny talks to Miguel. Yeah, well, you know, it's almost like Johnny's trying to say to Miguel at this moment, 
to kind of be reasonable, take it easy. He uses the expression, don't fight dirty, quote unquote. But Miguel, I don't think, even understands, there is no fighting dirty. There's only fighting to win. Because that's all he's been taught. That's what he's been taught. So now, it's almost like Johnny's instruction is coming back to bite him. Johnny's now seen some of the flaws with Kreese's teachings. And now he's looking at his own pupils and realizing, yeah, I got to change that. Well, would that flaw be the no mercy mindset? Are there not times to deliver mercy, to give mercy? So he tries to explain this to Miguel, who's having none of it. <laughs> no way. He's heated up. He's yeah. in battle. His emotions, his adrenaline's kicking in. I, I, I just want to say this because this is totally reminiscent. All my years of watching fights, one thing I enjoy watching is I enjoy hearing the coaching between the rounds. And one thing I've always noticed is the fighters never listen to the coaching. Fighters are in their own universe during the fight. When the coaches are like, put up your hands, you need to let your hands go more, you need to deliver some kicks more, they never listen. I pay attention all the time. The fighters never listen to coaching. And this is just another example of that. Miguel was not trying to hear it. From being an athlete for most of my life to this day, coaching needs to happen before battle. Yeah. You do not listen at that point. You're running on instinct. You're taking everything you've learned, and now you're in battle. Yeah, you, the coaching's officially over. It's at that over. Point. Yeah. Miguel says, no mercy. So we go back. It's 2-2. Two, two. The fight continues. Robbie's obviously injured, and Miguel best him. He yeah. scores a point. He is a stronger fighter this day. Had it been a healthy Robbie, it might have even just gone longer. It's, it's a toss-up. Yeah. They're really evenly matched. They have very different styles, but they're both quite good fighters. But in a tournament setting, a point system, it's anyone's ballgame with these guys. Well, but also you would have to, and I'd hate to do it, you'd have to credit Hawk for injuring Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, an uninjured Robbie may have bested Miguel. So a member of Cobra Kai pre-injured Robbie, and then Miguel then comes in for the kill. Much like the Karate Kid, but the difference being Daniel won in the end. Yes. If Miguel and Robbie fought in a street match, street fight, yeah. I don't know who wins that either. It's kind of like uh, Apollo Creed versus Rocky Balboa. Yeah. If you have equal strength, if you have equal skill, then it just depends on the day. Exactly. Yeah. So these guys fight 10 times. It might be 5-5. Five, five. It might sure. be 6-4. I sure. don't know. Yes, Robbie's injured, but Miguel still may have bested him. Yeah, because then you would go into what they call the rubber match. Yeah, it could be anybody's ballgame. And that's how I look at these two. In future episodes, if they meet again, to me, it's always a clean slate. No one would ever beat the other one 10 times in no. a row. No. It's just too evenly matched. Yeah. And so... And we saw how good Robbie did in spite of an unusable arm. I mean, he was fighting one-handed for a while. But he also was taught the right way that suits that. Had he been taught under the Cobra Kai banner, yeah. one arm, and he's trying to be the attacker, mm -hmm. he probably wouldn't have fared as well. No. So yeah. it's all circumstantial. All that to say, Miguel wins the big trophy. And he got on the microphone, which was surprising. He's sworn by Cobra Kai. So he's given the microphone. Yeah. And who does he thank? He thanks his sensei. He thanks Johnny Lawrence. If it weren't for my sensei, I wouldn't be here. It's really nice. A wonderful tribute. And Johnny wants to go check on Robbie. Yeah. And he takes the trophy with him, which I thought was interesting. I thought for a second he was going to take the trophy and hand it to Robbie. I thought for a half second the same. I was thinking, oh my God, is he going to do that? But no, he didn't do that. But he did go over and there was a very special moment where he said, I'm sorry to Robbie. I guess it was sort of like I felt that was like, I'm sorry for everything. Yeah. Like, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm almost going to cry. Like, I'm sorry for our lives. I'm yeah. sorry for not being a good dad. Everything. Um, yeah. It was just a really tender moment at that moment. And then also Robbie's walking out with Daniel. Well, and Robbie also forgave him. Yeah. yeah it was a very... And Daniel handled yeah. that moment nicely as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I noticed that Robbie didn't have a second place trophy in his hands. And they I have thought, those? Johnny had one that his sensei broke. Oh, yes. Yes. So, yeah, Robbie should have gotten a second place trophy. <laughs> Maybe they didn't have him this year. Maybe they decided to do away with the second place well, trophy. Well, after they spent the money on the blue mats. Yeah. You know what? We spent all the money on mats and lighting. But $65 <laughs> tickets, so you say. Anyway, Miguel is elated. 
and now he's celebrating with his family. But you can tell that he's looking elsewhere. He's scanning the crowd for Sam. Yeah, and she took off with her mother and her brother. Dimitri says that she left a while ago, and which kind of bums out Miguel in this great moment that he's sure. having. And well, because not only was she not there at that very moment, but she didn't get to see him win. She didn't get to see his glorious moment. That'd be like Daniel winning without Allie nearby. Yeah. It's a bit empty. Mm-hmm. No, I know. When you, when you have a glorious moment, you want somebody to see it. So the All-Valley Karate Championship Under-18 tournament was a success. The 50th anniversary yep. was a hit. Yep. We have things to build on for next year. You have Xander. I'm not sure he's under 18 anymore, but you had bested a two-time champ. In fact, I think what we're learning is that once you've won two, that's it. That's it. <laughs> you, you cannot win a third. There's no three-time. Most likely... I don't know their ages, but Miguel would come back next year to defend his title because I think he's probably 16, 17. Oh, that's a thought. Maybe by the time you it comes to a third defense of your you're title, too you're too old. Yeah. Of course, we've never talked about the All-Valley over-18 tournament. Whoa. That's a whole other thing. Do they have that? Oh, my gosh. Think about this. <laughs> Daniel versus Johnny. <laughs> And the the masters and the 50 the senior tour it would be the masters tournament so now we've left the tournament and we're back at LaRusso's, and sam is in the dojo looking at photos and what does she do well there was a moment when sam was talking to aisha and sam was saying something like it was great to see you out there and then aisha says we could use more girls out there and then sam you could tell a little light bulb goes off in her and now She's doing some, is it kata? But she does like a total yes. gymnastic move. She does a whole flip. And that's when you're thinking, what? Samantha's got moves. Wow. I wonder if she'll fight Aisha one day. You never know. I think from what we've seen so far of Sam when she does these moves periodically, is that she's pretty badass. Yeah. And she's got LaRusso blood. Yeah. Wow. Maybe one day she'll fight Robbie. Oh, they're on the same team. Well, yeah, yeah. Because right now Robbie is Miyagi-Do. So now we cut to Daniel driving Robbie home, and Robbie is now holding a second place trophy. Oh. So maybe they give it to you on the way out. <laughs> okay, interesting. I didn't even notice that. So that's a good thing to notice. And you don't know where they're going because they start going somewhere else. And then I think Robbie's like, where are we going? Did you know where they were going? No, not until they got there. A huge surprise to me as well. They go to Miyagi's home. Yeah. Yeah. I only knew that because I started seeing the cars. And you saw the one car. Yes. Daniel's car with the tarp was slightly raised. Yes. So Daniel has been keeping Miyagi's house just intact, keeping the cars there, almost keeping it as a shrine. Right. But now he flips the lights and he says, welcome to Miyagi-Do Karate. Wow. So we're going to need more students, which is amazing because he had this dojo in his home and then for the last decade plus of his life, he's built an empire with LaRusso Auto. And now is the time to go and re-energize Miyagi's home. Yeah. That environment that he learned in years ago. It's almost like, okay, Daniel, now that you've raised a family, have a successful business, now let's get down to what you're really here for. <laughs> exactly. And now we're back at the Cobra Kai Dojo. Johnny's getting drunk, and he's got the trophy, which begs the question, does that not belong to Miguel, or do they give the studio a trophy as well? Did Miguel hand the trophy to Johnny? I don't remember There was lots that. of trophy handing. Oh, but... no, you remember, Johnny was the last person to be holding that trophy that we saw. Remember when he went to apologize to his son when he's walking out with Daniel? He had the trophy in his hand. So I never saw Miguel with the trophy, except in the very beginning when they handed it to him, right? Yeah, maybe he just took it back to the dojo for Miguel. Yeah. So there's Johnny, having reached his goal. He's got a pupil who won the championship. But it's bittersweet because it's his bittersweet. pupil beat his own son. He's conflicted. And injured him. Didn't just beat him, injured him further. So I don't think Johnny is feeling too good right now. I think Johnny's also thinking about what kind of sensei he wants to be. And who he became and who he's becoming. And what he's teaching these kids. Because I think at that moment he's realized that he is now Crease. Yeah, so maybe it's not going to be strike first, and maybe it will be strike hard, but it probably won't be no mercy. 
I could be wrong. Sometimes mercy. <laughs> mercy when needed. He's drinking. Yes. Being sad. Typical Johnny. Sure. Yeah, it's a typical moment for him, actually. Yeah. And I got to say, when a visitor arrives, I did not know who it was. And you hear the jingle of the door. Oh. And who do we see? Well, at very first, you don't know. You see a silhouette. Until he starts talking, and then you go, ah, that's who it is. It's Crease. Crease arrives at the Cobra Kai dojo. Smoking a cigar. Believable. I could not believe it when I saw this. Not too many episodes ago, Johnny said that Crease was dead. Yes. And here he is, alive and well, in the Cobra Kai dojo. And what does he say? I knew you could do it. You'd get Cobra Kai back on top. And I don't even know what Johnny's thinking because Johnny's already started to process things about how he's going to change and evolve and how Kreese was probably wrong about a lot of things. Yeah. But here he is faced with his own demons. And the last time we know that they saw each other, he tried to kill him. Okay. So when Johnny Lawrence said that Kreese was dead, was he lying or did he think Kreese was dead? I think that in his heart, Maybe the crease that he knew was dead to him. He wanted him to be dead. Or wanted him to be dead. Yeah. But what a cliffhanger ending. Yeah. I'm assuming crease was actually hidden in the crowd somewhere. Probably wearing a baseball cap or something, you know, so he wouldn't be recognized. He saw what went down, comes to the dojo to confront Johnny, almost like saying, hey, I'm back in your life. He's like imposing his presence. And I'm just wondering, what the hell is Johnny going to do with this? What is he going to do with crease now? You're going to have to watch season two, so. <sighs> okay, well, I just want the listeners to know that I have seen episodes one through ten of season one only. I have not seen season two. I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Here's what happens. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, first of all, bravo to show creators, actors, everybody involved with season one of Cobra Kai. It was more than I ever could have hoped for. I have to second that. I did not know what I was getting into. I won't even say I went into it with an open mind. I kind of was like, Cobra Kai, what? I was almost like, yeah, whatever. But I'm telling you now, I'm totally cut out. No mercy. I knew that you would be hooked. (laughs) So it has been an incredible 10 episodes. Wonderful season. We hope you enjoy our podcast and our passion and love and knowledge and hopefully some humor. And we hope you... Listen to previous episodes, look for special edition episodes like The Karate Kid and hopefully others to come. And we're going to come back with season two. So please subscribe to us on Apple iTunes or anywhere else you get your podcast. And leave some comments, leave some reviews. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you like to hear. So thank you and keep listening.